Hello and welcome to anyone and everyone listening to this podcast. I hope you're all having just a really fucking great day. Uh, if you are new to the Snaggletooth, which I'm, you probably are. This is just the third episode. It's okay. Uh, I'll explain what the Snaggletooth is. The Snaggletooth is breaking fiction. What is breaking fiction? Well, it's new short stories, narrative works inspired by current events, news of the week. So every story that you hear here or that you read on the website, thesnaggletooth.net, will be inspired from something that happened recently. So the writer saw something that happened that day or the day previous, and they use that as inspiration to create a new piece right in the spot just for you. Um, Today's story is called The Search, and it was written by, let me check my notes here. Oh yes, me, Matt Sosen, my first story for The Snaggletooth. It was a hell of a lot of fun writing it and even more fun making the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. It was inspired by uh, a combination of uh, Tillerson's appointment and Pizzagate and um, those things kind of contributing to an unmooring of my reality uh, and just a lot of confusion. And uh, so I wrote this. This is my response to that. Um... I hope you guys like it. Uh, the artwork for this story was created by Anodu, uh, also a.k.a. Matt Jones. Um, you can find his website on the post at thesnaggletooth.net. Hope you guys check it out. It's awesome. His illustration was incredible. I'm so happy with how it turned out. He's, he's fucking fantastic. Anyway, um, hope you enjoy the story. This is The Search. The largest giant floating head shouted once again. Martin couldn't understand why the thing was shouting in the first place. The room, if it was a room, seemed to pick up sound quite well. Even the tiny puttering of his 43-year-old heart. He was impressed. Working as a sound engineer for most of his life, he'd never been in a place with acoustics so perfectly... Which truth? Answer! The closest head exclaimed, its eyes bulging slightly. Answer, slut! Another added. A few more quickly repeated the word, hitting the S for emphasis and winking suggestively. In a matter of seconds, the entire group of monstrous heads had whipped themselves into a frenzy, some shaking their drooping foreheads suggestively at Martin, others grinding the bulbous protrusion of brain on their backsides against each other, cooing and making little piggy noises. Disgusting, Martin thought. In all his years as a sound engineer, he'd never... You think wing disgusting? Said a slightly smaller head listing to one side. It appeared to Martin that it was struggling a bit to maintain flotation. Look at yourself, Martin Brown. He can read my thoughts, Martin thought. We can do more than that. We can see into your very soul. And what we found is lacking. A head somewhere behind him said... You jag wagon, piped in a third, and with that the group quickly devolved once again into a tumult of insults and crazed gyrations. Ash clown, art knocker, chewed. Martin Brown used this time to collect his thoughts. What exactly had happened to bring him here? It had been a normal Friday night, home from work, 
then his evening snack of orange slices, and an episode of his favorite show, The Way We Were. A delightful comedy about three senile octogenarian friends trying to construct a time machine in order to murder themselves as children. The funny part was, they were doing it so as not to experience the tragedy of their respective dreams slowly being crushed in adulthood. Martin could relate. As a boy, he'd always wanted to be a chemical engineer, only to find out later in life he was slightly too stupid to do so. One of the characters on the show, Jeannie, was constantly lamenting her own stupidity, though she'd always end up accidentally fixing whatever time paradox-related problem had occurred. She was Martin's favorite. One second he'd been watching Jeannie successfully fit a square peg into a round hole, and the next he was here. How? Do not try to use logic, the largest head said scathingly, interrupting Martin's train of thought. Martin decided he would call this one Mr. Gabrielson, after a particularly brutish gym teacher he'd had in fifth grade. For reason, we spit on logic and reason. Many of the heads spat to demonstrate this, though the smaller one struggling to float could only drool a little. You must answer or stay here with us forever, Mr. Gabrielson said. Which truth is the most true? Well, I might as well try and answer, Martin thought. I'd rather not stay here. It seems to be a rather sad and silly place. Also, I'm getting hungry again. <clears throat> Could you um, repeat the um, question or, or, or the st- statements uh, again? Very well, Mr. Gabrielson intoned. He loomed closer, eyes twitching. A woman decides to fire a man with tiny fingers. Indeed, you are much too angry and you have no experience, she says. Do you not see my extremely tiny fingers? He replies. Indeed, I do. This is a ring factory, she says in turn. Here are your choices. One, the man should not have been working at a ring factory in the first place. The woman is a witch. Two, the woman is mistaken. The man's lack of ring knowledge could give the factory a new perspective on ring making entirely. The family farm is saved. Three, rings are symbols of eternity and original sin as such. They must only be worn by those who have attained arcane knowledge and or immortality. Apocalypse is inevitable now. Which truth is the most true? Which truth truth is the most true? The throng of heads surrounding Martin repeated in chorus. Martin tried to think. The heads had moved closer now, and he was getting woozy from a sickly sweet smell coming off the fat rolls of their sweaty, pallid faces. Um, none of them? I I, I don't... Incorrect, Mr. Gabrielson said, moving closer still. You are a being of consciousness, Martin Brown, able to discern truth, able to understand morality, agency, will, and when an orange has gone rotten, has the orange gone rotten, Martin? Do you deserve this gift you've been given? Round two... Mr. Gabrielson returned to his place in the circle of craniums, and another wisened head with pinprick eyes took his place. 
Martin could have sworn it had his mother's face. A wolf comes into town, the head of Martin's mother said to him. The townspeople admire its beautiful fur and fine teeth. The wolf says, I am a wolf. I kill sheep. I would like to kill your sheep. Will you help me kill your sheep? The townspeople love their sheep. They decide to make the wolf head of wolf killing so as to distract him from killing their sheep. Here are your choices. One, wolves cannot talk. The story is a fallacy. There is no God. Two, the townspeople are the wolves and the wolf is the sheep and the sheep are the people. Think about it. Three, I have cut off your head, Martin. Indeed she had. Martin looked down and beheld his ragamuffin body being slowly swallowed by a gaping hole in Mr. Gabrielson's brain butt. It's true, it's most true, the chorus of heads once again demanded. They're all true, he said plaintively. The words barely came out. Being just a head was proving a difficult transition. Incorrect, they replied back in unison. Then the first one, no, no, all of them are false. I don't know. I don't know. What's happening to me? But Martin's mother's head wouldn't reply, instead gently corralling him to an empty spot in the outer circle. Give me another chance, Martin said desperately, trying to fend her off. Isn't there a third round? There's always a third round. Mr. Gabrielson had finished consuming Martin's body and resumed his central post. There's no third round, Martin. Not here at least. A square peg does not fit inside a round hole. Unless, of course, the hole is very large. Welcome to the search. And that was The Search by yours truly, Matt Sosin, with artwork by no Do Matt Jones. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, uh, come back, check here. Twice a week we'll have new stories. Excited for the next one. Going to be coming up, uh, written by Sam Gibbs. Again, go to thesnaggletooth.net and you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. If you'd like to write or make artwork for The Snaggletooth, please email uh, contact at thesnaggletooth.net. Again, if you want to write or make artwork for The Snaggletooth, send an email to contact at thesnaggletooth.net and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll be catching you back at The Snaggletooth real soon. Snaggletooth.